Perspective. I'm your host, Denny Hopkins. Hey, this show is presented to you by Great Southern Bank. They're our presenting sponsor. So thank you to Joe Turner, Kelly Palomas, all the team members over at Great Southern Bank. We thank you. Great Southern Bank is serious about convenience. With nearly 100 banking centers in six states, hundreds of ATMs and mobile and online banking services, you're always in touch with your money. Learn more at greatsouthernbank.com. They are member FDIC. And I'm so grateful for them. And we have other sponsors we'll talk about throughout the show as well, including Highland Dairy, Craig Lehman with Shelter Insurance, Bill Grant Ford and Bolivar, Story Construction, West Logging, Greg and Melinda Burnett, and Springfield Yard Cards. All right. So first off, before we get to the show, I do want to give a shout out. I want to thank Tom Ladd and Logan Weber on Sports Talk for having um, Coach Christian Madsen on earlier today. Thank you for that, Logan. I really appreciated that to be able to announce Christian Madsen is the new Missouri State University handball coach. And um, he's filling some big shoes, but he's going to do a fantastic job. And we're all very proud of him. And I know that he'll take this Hall of Fame program and continue with its legacy. So thanks, Logan. For it was a him. pleasure having having him on, having you on with us. It was always a good time. You know, he was impressive. I, it's something that I didn't quite grasp when I moved down here. You know, I didn't quite grasp how, how popular high school sports were, first and foremost. And then secondly, what handball means at Missouri State. I mean, I remember the first time I brought it up to my fiance, who's getting ready to get her master's here from Missouri State. And she's like, Oh, yeah. Yeah. Handball's huge. They've won like dozens of national championships. I'm like, Really? I had no idea. <laughs> yeah. But in getting to know you and getting to know, you know, your dad and his legacy and, and hearing the things that you had to say about Christian and, and what he'll bring to the program and how Christian sort of reminds you about uh, of your dad in some ways, I I felt like this is, you know, he's in a great spot. He was the right guy for the for the job. He definitely is. I appreciate you you all sharing that. Uh, so congratulations to Christian Madsen, the next leader of the handball program over at Missouri State. Um, you know, and let's recap a little bit about last week. Last week, so I'm, I've kind of got a two-part series here. Um, last Sunday was Mother's Day. Oh, my goodness, if you missed it, you've got some groveling to do. But last week, on um, we had another sports mom panel, and tonight we're going to do the same thing. My co-host was Jo Bell Hopper, my mom. Of course, I had her on, and Kyra Dorch was here, and Amy Pinniger was here, and we talked with them about uh, their philosophies, and we're going to pick the brains of my guest tonight as well. If you are a sports mom, if you're a sports dad, if you're a coach, if you're an athlete, you're going to relate to what we're going to talk about tonight, because we're going to put some, we're going to put sports parenting into some categories, and we're going to see uh, what you relate to and, w- and what your uh, role is and how you fit into that scheme. But if you want to listen to last week's show, you can go to a coachesperspective.com and listen to it. You can listen to it on iTunes. You can listen to it on Spotify, Verbal. It's also on Helium Satellite Radio. All of that under a coach's perspective. So I want to introduce our guest tonight. I'm very happy to have um, Kelly Cheek is back on the show with me and you've been on the show with us. We were talking earlier. You were on our weirdest mascots in America. Um, you've you've been on the show probably four or five times now um, I, and I really enjoy having you. You were one of my former assistant coaches but you are also a sports mom and I'm glad you're here tonight. Well thank you for having me. And we are so thrilled to have um, one of my champs mentors, Sandy Kruger, is here from Bolivar. She is a sports mom as well. She's also a retired educator in, in administration. And you definitely have had um, just a beautiful view of not just sports within your own family, but but through the athletics of your community. You're always very involved, and um, I think you're going to have a great perspective today. So welcome, Sandy. Great. Thank you very much. All right, so let's let's talk a little bit about sports in your family. So, like, you know, I obviously I, I grew up in a very um, sports oriented family, and it was bonding. It was part of our lifestyle. How has sports been part of your lifestyle? I'll start with you, Kelly. 
Um, I don't know. I can't think of a time when sports wasn't really, you know, <laughs> as, as involved. I think I started playing sports when I was in the, I think, third grade. Um, and then um, all through high school, played some college basketball. And um, and you always say that you don't care if your kids do those things, but it does make your heart a little happy when you see them do the things that you love. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I guess I can't imagine a time without it, uh, without sports, you know, playing a part in some, you know, some part of our life, but, and it may, maybe that shows whenever my kids have come into school tired, um, you know, they didn't have a, a set bedtime because we were probably staying up late doing sports. Mm-hmm. So, um, it's, you know, you know our, our life. <laughs> you, you are also an educator. You're, you're a counselor at Skyline and, and, um, your husband is Kevin Cheek. He's the girls basketball coach, a hall of fame coach that's been very successful, um, as well. Um, but it is part of your lifestyle and with your kids um, and being able to watch them play not only sports, but sports in the Skyline community where you also grew up. How is that for you? Uh, it, it, I, I call our, our people that come watch our sport, our sports, I call them people, I guess. I um, They're like our, our basketball family, I call it, um, because they have been around since my kids have been born. You know, some of them watched me play. And then to get to watch them play, you know, watch my kids play and um, and even just watch them grow up, it, it has been so neat. I say there's probably not another community like it. Someone would probably argue with me about that. <laughs> but um, it is a very special place to raise your kids. And I don't think I probably appreciated that as much as a kid because you don't know any difference. But as you get older and you get to see the, you know, the people that show up that have no family that come to watch your kids just because... They always have, um, and they truly love your kids just like you do. Um, it is pretty special. That sounds great. Well, Sandy, what about you? How was the sports kind of the lifestyle in your family that helped you all bond? With you have two sons, I do. We're very yes. active, multi-sport athletes. Right, right, and and a lot of the same. I I can't remember when sports wasn't wasn't and still is a, a part of our family. You know, I I was very active in sports. My husband was. Um, coached our you know we did it from little till they got older coached them when they were little um then handed them over to you know the school coaches and we're in great hands and um just watching them through the years that you know how sports really molded them um kind of into the people that they are you know we still talk about it we were fortunate that um Bolivar went to state um three times in the last several years and one was with um, my oldest son my youngest son and my nephew so you know that was great for it just for the community to come together the way it did and and just be a part of it and um, just you know how it it bonds you in ways that are beyond the sport you know, just a great experience. It, it does make a difference. I love um, whenever you get to the state final fours in any sport, um, you know, to be able to see how those communities rally together. And, um, you know, the, it can just be community members. They might not have, you know, a child on the team or even a student in the school, but they're there mm-hmm. to support because that's that's their source of pride. And uh, that's something I think is really cool about sports and what they bring. Um, you know, when, when you go to an athletic event, you know, you talked about um, handing off, uh, your, your your student athletes to the next coach. So you coach them when they're in youth sports. How was that release? How are you able to release to the next coaches and not have that control anymore and let them have their experience? Um, 
you know, I, I wouldn't be honest if I didn't say, uh, you know, it's not easy. It's not. I, I don't know if it's harder for the mom or the dad or, um, but it, being from a small community, though, and knowing the coaches and, and knowing that they're in, you know, good hands, great coaches, you think of it from that aspect, but it's still hard to, after the game, not to coach them and you know you each time you have to let that go or before a game to you know coach them up it's um it's not easy to do um my our oldest probably had to live through that a little more than our younger son we we learned some lessons um <laughs> but you you know you you just trust the you know the hands that you're putting them in and that like I said, not easy, but that would be that would be my advice to parents. On it's it's helpful to let that go. It's it's a good thing, if and you it can teaches do that. them to advocate a little bit for themselves. If they're not having a great experience, then then what can you do about it? Because that's um, that's life training. We talk about sports all the time about being life training. So what are you going to do about it? How are you going to handle that? Or how are you going to communicate with your coach? What do you, are you just going to be satisfied and and be miserable or are you going to step up and make things happen to where you can have a happier experience? So I, I think that's something that, like you said, I appreciate your honesty because it is hard sometimes. Got to validate that. What about you, Kelly? How hard is it to release, especially your daughter, since <laughs> your daughter plays for your husband? I mean, releasing it to your husband is, is probably a little more comforting, honestly, but it, at the same time, you, you still, that's a area that you've got to let go. Yes. Uh, we try very hard um, to, you know, at, when they leave the gym, that they leave that there. We do try very hard. Once in a while, um, you know, he'll he'll tease her a little bit, but we'd really try, you know, to leave that in the gym, um, just because we, uh, you know, it's important that they have a relationship outside of sports. Um, my husband um, coached my sisters, and um, <laughs> and uh, and then now coaches our our daughter, um, and so, you know, that that that's still important on building that relationship. Now, the really cool thing about that is, is that is that he's going to be able to tell stories on on her, you know, for years to for years to come. But um, I, you know, I know also in coaching your kids, it's hard. You know, you have to be. Um, you know, he made it very clear to her, you have to work twice as hard. You're going to have to work twice as hard um, because I am your dad, and um, and so there's times I think he probably is a little harder on her than sure. than. Um, but but that's part of it, and um, you know, I. I think that uh, she knew that going into it, you know. So she's been around his program for quite some time. And so maybe a little easier at times, but maybe also whenever I think he doesn't hasn't done something right. Um, I don't question, I've learned not to question him too, because I am not at practice to see what has gone right. on at practice, <laughs> you know, before coming home. So, um, but, but maybe a little easier um, in that reason. But, you know, my son went through um, and played for our basketball coach. And, and you do, you just, you, um, you, you trust those people to love your kids as much as you have and to push them to be as, as good as they can. And be. when they're multi-sport athletes, like your, your kids are, it, it is, they get a, it's each team and program is like a different culture almost. And so it's kind of nice to be able to let them have those different experiences. Um, you know, I mean, sometimes not nice during the time if they're struggling, but, but it is a great experience for them to get those different avenues. Don't you agree? Yes, absolutely. Yes. yes. All right, well, we're going to take our first break. Okay. And uh, we're going to thank Great Southern again for being our presenting sponsor. We appreciate them so very much, and we will take a quick break. I'll have Kelly Cheek and Sandy Krueger right here in the studio. Thanks so much for joining us tonight. We appreciate 
you listening tonight. This is The Coach's Perspective, and we'll be right back. This segment is sponsored by Highland Dairy. Highland Dairy is owned by dairy farmers, and they've been providing a great selection of nutritious dairy products since 1938. It's a proven fact, scientific studies, professional dietitians, they all agree the ideal sports beverage recovery drink available to athletes after a workout is chocolate milk. And Highland Dairy has the best tasting chocolate. And we're happy to have them as a sponsor for A Coach's Perspective. And we're back in the studio with Kelly Cheek and Sandy Kruger. We're talking sports moms and you know if you're a sport parent you're going to relate to what we're talking about um but one of the things we were discussing you know earlier was about releasing your player but you know also sometimes let's talk a little bit about um the the kind of the internal struggle sometimes that we have when we give that release um because sometimes what's going on on the outside and we appear all cool and everything is fine and go have your little journey but on the inside um there's this you know person that's you know crazy inside you know you so you got to keep it together or you get so nervous or anxious so how do you feel before you watch uh, some of your your athletes um take the court or take the field <laughs> um I, I i was sharing a little bit on break that i did not appreciate my mother and father as much as i do now in many ways but part of it being is i remember them talking about a game you know well your games come are you nervous because they were nervous for you and and i would be like why are they nervous um I've lived that. Um, <laughs> court graduate has, has, has graduated, and then Kinsey's a sophomore. And uh, and on her run to the Final Four this year, um, there are some pictures of me um, that uh, show exactly how nervous I was. And, and, and even my husband, as he was coaching, turned around and looked at me as I was taking pictures on the baseline, and he said, are you going to make it? <laughs> uh, because evidently my, my face yeah. did not look very good. But um, as a parent, I, I did not realize how nervous you could be for your kid. And, and it's strictly just because you want them to do so well. You know, you want them to succeed. But um, so sometimes my poker face uh, is not so it's great. It's not a great <laughs> It's not so great. Yeah, they. Uh, I had some parents kind of teasing me a little bit um, this year after the, the quarterfinal win that the girls had um, about just, you know, we watched you and we thought that you might not make it to the end of the game. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I guess, uh, you know, just I appreciate my parents much more than I did as far as I understand now why they were nervous. Mary and Sabrina, we have this recorded. Yes. So you can play it on loop <laughs> if you would like. Yes. Sandy, agree? Uh, I totally agree. Probably a little easier for me than being the coach's wife. I'm sure eyes are on you a lot more on how are you going to react, you know, having a child and being the coach's wife. But, you know, it is, it's those pregame jitters that you used to have when you played yourself or when I played and it's like doubled when your kid's out there or you know in my head thinking you know why aren't they doing this or why aren't they running that play or what but you have to keep it to yourself you know you you do have those parents that shout it out you know but you know just having to contain that you may be thinking it but basically putting that poker face on to be positive and you know and and cheer and try to try to present as calm and collected when inside you're just kind of 
going crazy. <laughs> it is hard. It is. It's got to yeah. validate that. And the nerves, you know, I think there's a little bit of a control issue there. Um, I think you get a little more nervous when you're with your kids because you really, you have no control. And I think that's a big reason. I, do, I think that is exactly. When, when you're a player, when you get out there and you can kind of relax a little bit, and, and let's be honest, you have a little bit of control because, you know, you, you have the ball in your hand or you're playing defense or, you know, you... You, you're you're able to change the game a little bit. Let's be honest. We can yell and scream on if on the sidelines if we want. We can be nervous, but really we we can't change the game, right. <laughs> and that's probably a little bit of of the struggle I think I have. It makes a big difference. Well, okay, I've got this article. It's called "Sports Moms and, and Parents Need to Hear Five Important Truths." Okay, oh, do they? So we're gonna we're gonna talk about these five quote unquote truths Truth. and see if you agree or disagree. So Karen Dahlstrom wrote this, um, and and I think it's important. Actually, it's her article, but she um, got advice from her mom, Mary Flint, and they wrote these five truths together. Um, so number one is there's more to a game than winning or losing. Well. Okay, who wrote this? <laughs> is that true? I mean, from a coach's point of view, I'm going to say that that is, you know, there are different definitions of winning, and I will validate that for sure. Um, but I think that, that it is important to be able to um, have instill that competitive spirit, keep things in perspective, but you got to make sure that you instill that competitive spirit. So agree or disagree? There is more to a game than winning or losing. I I agree with you, Jenny. I mean, like we were kind of talking earlier, do I say what you should say? Oh, right. <laughs> oh it's not all about winning, but, you know, it sure helps, and um, that is important. And obviously you want to instill in, in your kids, you know, more than just winning or losing, and that is important. But, you know, at the end of the day, we all want to win. Right. And I don't know that, I mean, I don't think they're – necessarily winners and losers as much as as what you are gathering from that game are there learners there and what you can take from it um, absolutely that that one's hard for me to swallow I that guess. is Just, uh, I it's agree. a tough one that's a tough one second one is it's it's not all about playing time so that's a truth that they want sport parents to hear it's not all about playing time hmm. it is not all about playing time i'm going to agree a little bit with that all is a 100 percent word it is a lot about playing time um and and that is part of the experience that they get to you know practice what the, what they have been doing they get to actually apply their skills and so it is a lot about playing time um but there is that other part of it is there's a lot of opportunities for growth and to learn and to be a good leader yeah that, that one is a that one's a tough one because <laughs> it is because we all want to play but, right. but we also know that there are, are people out there that aren't quite ready for that you know, I mean, it's, you know, right. but they may have, have improved so much since last year whenever they, when they came out. And so, but, but we all do like to play. This is true. I, I also <laughs> think that it's really important to, to teach children about, um, knowing their role on the right. team mm-hmm. and Absolutely. embracing that role. Not Agreed. everybody's going to be the leading scorer, right. the leading rebounder, right. the leading, you Absolutely. know, uh, one, leading on batting averages. I mean, you're you're not going to always be that leader. So what is your role on that team, and can you be the best? Maybe you mm-hmm. play one minute a game. Maybe you play 30 minutes a game. But be the best in those moments as you can. Very well said. Yes. Totally agree with that. Yes. All right, number four is appreciate the opportunity to play sports. What do you all think about that? I, I would say I agree, definitely. Mm-hmm. I I um I talked a little bit about my daughter's knee injury earlier, and um, as an athlete that, that has, has some injuries herself, um, I, I can't 
you know, be thankful enough for the games that I made it through that I was not injured, um, you know. And so getting to play that opportunity, um, uh, even I have a son, my son has a, a friend that, that is in a wheelchair. And so we talk very much about how he would love one day, you know, whenever one of them might whine about going to practice, I remind them that, you know, your buddy over here would love one day to get to do that. And um, and so, you know, yes, very much. Um, Got to be grateful for that. Be mm-hmm. grateful for that opportunity. Absolutely. Because we, we none of us honestly know whenever you don't, you don't get to come out and do that again. So, um, yes, be very grateful. How do we grateful. teach that as sports parents? How do we teach that gratitude for these opportunities? I think this generation right now is probably going to be a little better about it because of COVID and because it was mm-hmm, taken away right. from them um, for a time. How do we teach them that, that gratitude? I, I guess you talk about it a little bit maybe and you just remind them that not everyone gets this opportunity. Um, we have a teacher in our school that um, his, his parents had a farm and he had to work on it. So he, he didn't get to play sports. He had to work on, on the farm, uh, which is great that he had a work ethic. But, but you know, it didn't always get to do that. So, you know, I've thought about that as far as, you know, not everyone gets an opportunity. Not everyone's parents are financially able to take them and do these things. So I try to point those things out to my kids. It might go in one ear, not the other. But I do think it is our responsibility to, to let them know that not everyone, you know, has these opportunities. So be grateful mm-hmm. for those. Totally agree. And I, I know we used to, to talk, too, about when you're out there, when you're even at practice, you give it 100%. You leave it all on the floor because there's somebody that would love to be out there in your spot. You give it, you know, you be the best you can be and, and give it all you can because they're, you know, there's someone that, that would love to be where you're at right now. Agree. Agree. Well, the last statement is encourage kids to be positive leaders. And, and I think this statement probably I agree with more than any of the other statements that have been made. I mean, this is a platform. It's an opportunity for them um, during winning, during losing, during, you know, opportunities of when their roles shift on the team, when they contribute a lot, when they don't contribute a lot. Um, they can still be a positive leader. All of those different variables can align to where they can still be a positive leader. They can still be inspiring. They can still be motivating. Um, but that's one of the biggest things I think uh, you do need to encourage kids to be positive leaders. And I think that's something, you know, um, I remember, Sandy, your your son was, was always a strong leader on each one of the teams. I think he was naturally, they looked to him. I mean, he's a court, you know, quarterback of the football team. Tell me a little bit about, you know, how you felt like he was a positive leader. Um, I, he's just kind of a positive person in, in general. Um, and again, just instilling in them, you know, there, there are kids out there that, that would love to be where you're at. And so setting a good example and, you know, a good worth work ethic and, and just being positive and supporting others, you know, whether it be the one that has the least amount of playing time to the most, but just, Treating them all the same and the high fives and the fist bumps to all of them. That's a big difference. Actually, he was a receiver. He was receiver. Receiver. Your My nephew, nephew was, was the quarterback. quarterback. Yes, better yeah. reel that back. They had that kind that. of connection going <laughs> yes, on. Yes, he was yeah. a receiver. Um, I yeah. saw him make some pretty that's incredible right. catches. But I think, you know, I think that's something that is important to, you know, to, to, to push. I mean, to be able to say, okay, if you have the situation, either you're not happy or you are happy. What can you do about this to become a better leader? Um, that's that's going to amplify their experience. Well, and it crosses over into so many other skill. I mean, in so many other places besides sports. Um, you know, just in the workplace or or even in the hallways with the other students. You know, um, sports are are much more than than just sports. And so, 
um, you know, that is a life skill that they will forever be able to use. Right. I agree. I agree. All right. We're going to take our, our final break. Um, we want to thank Highland Dairy again for sponsoring this segment, along with Greg and Melinda Burnett as they support local and thoughtful radio. We'll have Kelly Cheek and Sandy Kruger here. We'll take a quick break. I'm Jenny Hopkins. This is A Coach's Perspective. Perspective. This segment is sponsored by Bill Grant Ford in Bolivar. They know cars, they know trucks, they know SUVs, um, and they know how to keep their customers happy and loyal. I've been one of them for a very long time. Kelly Grant, Shane Rainey, give them a call. They will do a coast-to-coast search and help you find whatever you're looking for. And bonus, it will be in your price range. Give them a call at 417-326-7671. We also appreciate West Logging for sponsoring this segment. Call Danny West for a free consultation. He's going to treat your land like his own. And we also want to thank Craig Lehman with Shelter Insurance. So I have Kelly Cheek and Sandy Kruger here, and we're talking a little sports mom. Um, you know, we've, we've dove into a, a lot of different things, but I want to talk about some categories of sports moms. And, and you don't have to shout out names when I say some of these categories. <laughs> but I thought uh, scarymom.com did a nice little article. It was um, well written by Sam Burnham Davidson. And it, I really thought that, and I have some categories I'd like to add after we discuss these that I think were left out. But I think there's some of these are pretty good. So these are some sports moms. So anybody listening, you're going to have some names pop in your head, I'm sure. So the first category is the orange slicer. You know, the, the mom that arrives with the fresh fruit and the granola bars and she's the snack mom and she's got an elite collection of coolers and a whole system of mobility and, and loads of energy drinks and She's very speedy and aggressive in how they, she hands it out on the snack ball. She's the orange slicer. Uh, you definitely know some of those. Moms. Oh, yeah. And and I I was not that mom, but I appreciated that Never. mom. Amen. Definitely. Sure. I, I'm yes. glad that each of my boys had one of those moms. Um, their son was on the team because <laughs> I was the mom that was, we got to run down and grab a drink we forgot to bring his drink or forgot his water bottle but yeah. there was always that mom that was prepared to pay the seven dollars exactly, yes, exactly um, right. that shared so appreciated appreciative of that mom and maybe i got to watch a little bit more of the game because they brought snacks and my other kids could join in and eat oh, too so <laughs> yeah, bonus. there you go all right, another category, the zookeeper. This is the mom that has a lot of smaller children that is uh, hardly gets to watch the game that's at the concession stand and in the bathroom and running around and trying to keep them, you know, gathered and, and hurting the cats, if you will. So there's the, the zookeeper. You've had your time. I've, I've had my time doing that. Didn't get to watch much of the games because we spent time in the bathroom. So, <laughs> All right, we also have the trash talker. So the trash talker, you know, she doesn't have time for the, the snacks or the small talk, all right? So, and often leaves her filter in the car all right so her voice kind of echoes um you know she she yells out phrases there's no there's just a little trash talking going on in the stands and and sometimes that's a former athlete but sometimes that's just someone that gets their competitive blood flowing yeah we all know some of those we we do i i think of a particular time at a game and and this mom was just the sweetest kind of quiet um person in general very kind but during a game we always like, what happened? <laughs> you know, you just, kind of, she kind of turned into a different person. The trash talker. Yeah. yeah. 
That's her outlet. That's exactly. Her outlet. I, I yeah. think maybe it was. I'm going to go to that youth soccer game, teach people how to be competitive. All right, so then we have the team queen that's um, decked out, you know, in the head-to-toe uh, school colors with the homemade poster and the dollar store, you know, pom-poms and the sparkles with the names everywhere. Um, we know the team queens, right? Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> they look very cute coming to the game. They do. They do. They very cheer loud. Together, That's right. Very, they've got yeah. it going on. Then we have the scholarship seeker. This is a very business-like yeah. person who this um, they, they want to exhibit that competitive edge. This is serious. This is taking them somewhere. We need to take this seriously. And they are the ones that are kind of in the, they're the boardroom bulldog, um, so to speak. And, and we all know the scholarship seeker mom as well. Don't mess with that kid's experience. Um, then we have the content creator. Oh, hello. There's a little siren going off yeah. in here. Yeah. We have a content creator um, where they have their camera, their iPhone in hand. Um, the, the explanation of this is great. The super agile mom that bobs and weaves through the crowd to capture the perfect angle of her son's diving catch. The content creator. Now, Kelly Full Tilt is a content creator. However, you are... You are a content creator for everyone, not just your kids, and it's kind of your outlet. Yeah, it is. It is. I love to take pictures, and I told my husband years ago that I was going to spend a lot of money on a camera and a lens eventually, and I did, um, that I've always enjoyed taking pictures. And so um, I share them with our yearbook advisor. Um, also, you have to consider that I'm a coach's wife, so sitting in the stands may not be safe at times. <laughs> so just a side note, if you have a camera in your hand, and you're sitting somewhere, and you don't really think it's going so well where you're sitting, you can always get up and move because you've got to move to take a picture. Well, sure. So see, All like that it's a, yeah. So it's perfect for me. Um, that and and I Smart. and I like to do that. You know, that's a way to relive the game in some ways and and create some memories. Um, you know, for our athletes, we use them. You know, to give back. Uh, they we always give them a poster at the end of the year and things like that. So, but that is me. Yeah, I am that one with the camera. But if I don't bring my camera, the parents are not happy with me because they are used to seeing my pictures. So, um, so it serves a purpose, several purposes. Kind of like me. what Sandy heard said earlier about the you know the the orange peeler or slicer or the snack mom. Right. Um, you appreciate that because that's something all the parents can mm-hmm. benefit from. Yeah, and I love to share. So. There we go. It's a good thing. (laughs) Next category is the scorekeeper, the one that's up there taking the stats, because that (laughs) needs to happen. But that also can be an outlet. You know, I'm not judging any of these roles, definitely, because it's whatever gets you through the game. You know, know, I might judge the trash talker just a little bit. But but the scorekeeper is that person that's up there keeping the stats, always knows the score, knows what's happening. Um, That's always an interesting one. The sports rebel is the next one. Um, and this is the mom that doesn't really give a flip about the score. I mean, shows up in a Guns N' Roses t-shirt and oversized <laughs> sunglasses with a latte and sits in the corner and doesn't talk to anybody and just, you know, waits to give her kid a ride home. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No it's funny there. because people come to mind with all these descriptions, <laughs> <Yeah>. you know. <laughs> um, the nail biter. This is, uh, this is, this is a mom that, um, has the first aid kit, um, and has all this nervous energy and it's kind of contagious, but, but every time there's contact, there's a big gasp. And, and I think that's, uh, the nail biter mom. You know, some of those. Yeah. Sure. I do. Yeah. Again, that wasn't me. You know, we were kind of the parents. You're okay. Get out there. Yeah. <laughs> and then we'd get, you know, get an x-ray and his leg was broken or, yeah. you know, wrist was broken. And, <laughs> Um, but you appreciate those moms too when when it's needed it's there so. 
That is true. That's true. Okay, well, those are the categories that Sam Davidson wrote, but I, I want to add a couple of them. One of them I feel like is the socialite. There are some, you know, my, sport moms, you know, and even dads that come and they socialize and they're bouncing around the stands and they're talking and they're social, the, the socialite. Um, because I, we talked about earlier about bringing communities together. And, and I do think sometimes that is a great social outlet for a lot of parents as well. In our community, you know, we, we live in a very rural area. And, and, and our school is consolidated. So um, the school is kind of the hub. And so I feel like, um, especially in the winter, that many people get out to watch ball games just because that gives them something to do. And so, and I'm very thankful, you know, that some of our older couples are able to come out and do that and enjoy the games um, because of that. Because that is that is a reason to get up in the morning. That is a re- reason to enjoy the days because they've got to go to this basketball game tonight or or football game that's coming up. So, um, you know, I, I am thankful for that in our community for sure. For our and, and you develop people. friendships. As oh, well absolutely, fans. absolutely. I we used to joke that. After a game, I think we were the last ones to leave the gym because you you socialize. You stand there and talk, and, you know, you enjoy it. You talk do. to people you haven't seen in a while. or And I, and I think I referred to them earlier as our basketball family is whenever March rolls around. You know, there were times when my kids were little and growing up, and so from March to the beginning of December, some of those older couples did not see my kids. And so there was a big growth spurt, and so they were like, oh, my gosh, I haven't seen them. They were so excited. Um, but yeah, leaving the gym at the, at the end of the night, mm-hmm. you know, getting home later than you should and, and all of that, I think is just one of the, one of the awesome things about being a sports it mom is. or it parent. Is. And they get their matching shirts. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um, you know, the other one is that official in the stands, you know, the sports mom that's the official in the stands and you, you've always got those ones. The official did this, the official did that, um, that, uh, and, and of course, that is one of the categories that, that we see often, but that also can kind of go into the trash talker category as well. Um, but we definitely don't want the, the blame game. You know, that's mm-hmm. one thing too. And as we segue, you know, kind of away from these sport roles, I, you know, the blame game is something that I think is really important as sports parents that, that we make sure we instill not letting them make excuses. Um, and officials is a great example of that because the officials didn't, you know, miss the shots or drop the pass or, you know, strike out. I mean, so there's a, there's a lot of different ways that you can approach that, but um, we don't want them to, to blame officials or blame their teammates or blame the coach. We want them to take accountability. So how do we make that happen? Dive into that oh, one. Oh, no. <laughs> well, I, think, I think you just, you know, you just remind them of those things, that, you know, that, um, you know, that it's, that, you know, that it's not, most generally, it's not one play, or you know, it's the in a, in a team sport. You know, it's it's several plays that make up those those um, you know great games or games you want to talk about what we would do differently. But um, I think I heard you talk about the things you have control over mm-hmm. and the things you don't <laughs> have control over. And uh, and honestly, you know, I've had some, my kids have played some not so great games, and they played some really good games. Um, and sometimes those are, those nights happen, and so. Do you, do you love them any less or no, anymore? There you go. No, but I know exactly. that I, but my heart hurts for them. You know, right, I think it, sure. you know, you, your heart hurts for them whenever you want your kid to be as successful and have those, those best games that they can. Um, but no, you don't, you don't love them anymore or any, or any less. Right. And, uh, and you, and you use those things hopefully to be motivating for the next night. You know, um, my daughter had one really, really bad game, didn't score any points this year. And she assured me that the next time she plays that team, she is, is, is is already fired up for next right. year so that the motivating you know take something and make it motivating 
I think you you kind of hit it, Jenny. That you know you the refs didn't miss that shot or turn the ball over, and and we've said that just taking responsibility for your own actions or your own gameplay, and you know that that's going to spill over into more than just sports. I think that's a big one and a really important one when playing when playing sports um definitely because it's it's easy to you know and i've heard it we lost that game because we got this call you know that right. that's not what lost you the game and we've had those discussions that's where as sports parents you know those are life lessons and and learning opportunities I agree. And there can be definitive moments in games that can shift momentum. And I think, you know, there's some validity sure. in that. But at the at the same time, that I don't know that that's the big, that's not the big picture. That's not the why you lost the game. That might have shifted the momentum, but you there there can have something within your own control that you shift that momentum back. And so you, you, you try to, to find that counteract and that, you know, that, that chess game, if you will, of, of strategy mm-hmm. of try to maintain those. But so, you, you know, you talk a little bit about, um, about this. What, what do you think about, you know, enabling Sometimes we see parents that are, they want to fix everything. They want to fix everything. Let me just do this. Let me help you. Say, you know, And they kind of enable them um, to, to be a little bit more dependent um, versus supporting them and encouraging the independence, letting them fail, letting them wade through it, letting them figure it out, um, you know, but in a supportive environment. So what do you see as the difference between enabling and supporting? That that's a hard one um, because you do you you hurt for your kids. You know, I can I can remember sitting in the stands and you know my son would would take a shot that could shift the whole outcome of the game. And you know, if he made it, he was the hero. And if he missed it, you know, it was just it was a bad night. And um, you you just support them through those times. You know, we we would you know try to give the same talks win or lose so they wouldn't just focus on you know if i win then it's all good but if i lose or have a bad game then this is what what you think of me you know tried to keep it even um win or lose and to support them either way good game or bad game and not to blame it on anyone you know I'll, I'll be honest there were times in my head yeah i was thinking that call changed the whole game right. but you don't say it um you know you you don't want them to place blame elsewhere and and you don't want to enable them or give them a crutch to you know learn to oh it wasn't my fault it was this you know you need to to teach them you know again i go back to it's it's more than just sports that that carries spills over into i like that though what can you do better what can you what could you have done in that moment and give them that accountability and believe it or not that's also empowerment too Mm -hmm. an opportunity to lead you know is to see that things are are not going well and what what can i look around instead of saying you know hey you didn't you know is uplift your teammates say you know you'll get it next time and, and those kind of things but it gives them an opportunity to lead and, and a lot of times those things are, are what are, are heard at home, you you know, and, and you, I think as kids are younger, those things are hard to see on the court, but as they get older, you see them maybe, they won't admit to it, but, you know, replaying some of the things we've said in, in their, you know, to them in their head, and you, then you see them act upon that, like, you know, helping their teammate up, let's go, you know, and, and those kind of things. So, um 
It's hard. It is. It is hard. Sports parenting is hard. It is, hard. It is much harder than <laughs> I ever anticipated mom and dad. It Thank you so hard. much. <laughs> I remember telling my oldest one time playing football, you know, if you tackle them, help them up. And right. my husband was like, it's football. And, and the coach was like, don't, don't let him be so nice, you know. So it is. You want him to be, you know, good sports, but right. be competitive and... You know, that is a good point. <laughs> that <laughs> the is balance, good. yeah. That is a very good point. And and and, and hang in there. If you're a sports parent, and it, it, none of us are perfect at parents, that's for sure. I mean, there were times where I would say something. I'm like, did that just really come out of a grown woman's mouth? Yeah. You know, I mean, you just sometimes you gotta you gotta reel it back in. You gotta try to pivot. You gotta try to but but keep the big picture in mind. Um, and and try. So if you had just a snapshot of advice, you know, for sports parents, what would it be? I'll start with Kelly on this. Oh. Um, you know, I guess just encourage your kids to do, you know, all the things they love and be supportive of them throughout that, that journey, um, you know, the entire time through the ups and through the downs, because there are so many life lessons that are taught during sports. And, and I see that, you know, shine through my own kids, my school kids. So just, um, you know, be encouraging because there, there are going to be some things that they take out of it that are far more important than, than sports. I totally agree. And, you know, my boys are older now, so I I do see them or they'll say things that I'm like, okay, they were listening. But don't, you know, advice, don't think that everything rests on that game or that season or, you know, it was so big at the time. And it is, you know, sure. enjoy every moment because it goes fast. But then when you look back on it, and I think as a parent, why did I say that? Or why did I react that way? You know, just knowing that there's there's more to it than than just that game. And that's a hard perspective. It yes. is. And you gotta yes. do a little bit of you know, you gotta do a little inner coaching in yourself. Um we've all we've all been there on that. You've gotta be able to do a little inner coaching and let it be their journey. Let it be their experience. Um as hard as that is, sometimes they will become stronger and wiser people. Absolutely. And more independent people, which is what you know, we want them to be that those confident and independent people that we released into the world. Um that's something that's really important. And sports is a great platform for that. Yeah. So I you know, I really appreciate both of you being here. Um I, I can't thank you enough because I know that you all are very busy and I appreciate your time. So Kelly Cheek, thanks for joining us tonight. Thank you for putting up with me again <laughs> <laughs> i might she behaved well i might have her back yeah no, she we're gonna go get some job. chocolate milk yeah, yeah. No kidding. <laughs> that's right yes <laughs> we're craving highland dairy chocolate milk that's right sandy krueger thank you so much uh, one you. for being part of the champs mentoring program and two being here tonight and sharing your insights and your points of view i've enjoyed it thank you very much we're gonna allow you to come back as well oh too. good <laughs> I would love to. <laughs> uh, well, we also want to thank Springfield Yard Cards for sponsoring this segment. Uh, celebrate your special life moments. Put a personal touch by displaying unique greetings in your own front yard. Go to sgfyardcards.com. Uh, so we'll move into our post-game talk. Story Construction is sponsoring our post-game talk. Um, High-quality industrial and commercial construction since 1966. Family-owned and operated. High-quality service, high-quality satisfaction. Go to story, S-T-O-R-E-E dot com for more information. You can always go to a acoachesperspective.com for show lineups, previous shows, previous guests. You can see how many times Kelly's actually been on the show. You can go to a acoachesperspective.com and see all of that information. Next week, we're going to be talking baseball. Dan Ryder will be here with the Springfield Cardinals, and we're, we're just going to dive into um, 
uh, to some baseball talk and kind of catch up with our with our Cardinals and with our uh, we're going to even talk a little bit of Royals too. So I'm excited about that show next week. Um, we're also going to do a sports dad panel in June. If you know someone that should be involved, email me at a coach's perspective at gmail.com and give them a shout out or nominate them to be on the, on the panel. All right. Now for our post game talk, I had a request. I had uh, a few requests actually to read last week's as well. So I'm, I'm going to, um, share this with you as well. And, and, and it's true. Sports moms make a difference. You know, when I think about my mom in the stands, it was just something that I took for granted. It was just as much a part of the experience as the you know shots and the home runs and the medals moms are supportive and proud and everyone out there is thinking of their mom or a mother figure that meant a lot to them in sports and how they enhance that experience there doesn't have to be a standard sports mom as we talked about tonight uh, there's all different kinds of sports moms some quietly watch and love you unconditionally no matter what the outcome of your performance some sweat and intensely cheer as they watch and love you unconditionally no matter the outcome of your performance. Some are the mixture of both, but the key is they love you unconditionally and no matter the outcome of the performance. So see, the thing is you're born into a team, you're born into a place in the lineup, and that will never change in a mom's heart. So you are on the team for life. As far as they concerned, you are their champion on the field, on the court, on the course, and in their heart. So thank you, mothers. Thank you for what you do and for what you do for the experiences of our athletes. Be grateful to them and remember that they just got the sports experience and they are going through it with you within support. Now that is how champions do it. And I remind you as I do each and every week, be a good human and live your life like a champion. Live like a human champion. This is Jenny Hopkins and this has been A Coach's Perspective.